The movies are back, baby, and if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five wives. Movies Baby! It's time for the Scalding Goss, and Ms. Jackie Beat is here. <laughs> yes, the bitch is back. And I'm here to tell you about my summer travels, turning 60 years old, and how bright and shiny Eureka's new teeth are. <laughs> we are going to cover it all from summer gigs to box office blowouts to the loss of the great Sinead O'Connor. Also, the DMs are popping off with Dricks and some drag queen assistant quandaries. <laughs> oh, we talk about Barbie and that other movie about blowing up the whole world. It's just a good time. Hey, are you ready to gossip up, Lasky? Sure am, Jacqueline. Hot goss starts now. <laughs> M. Oh. Mom! that beverage Ooh, is that a is that a, is that a mocha mocha um latte what's that oh my gosh extra hot no foam extra foam we want to welcome you back for yet another steaming piping scalding serving of hot gauze this That's of course is gauze. our this is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, gossip and politics, and take a deep dive into the DMs. So let's go ahead and get into some hot goss. Do you like that, daddy? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we you didn't hear Willem's uh, Starbucks order there at the beginning, and you didn't hear Willem uh, tuning, uh, piping up on piping, scalding, and, uh, you know, the key words that's because today we have a very very special guest co-host filling in for willem this is the one and only the incomparable ms jackie beat who orders coffee without foam no foam please who would say that i'd like a cold brew with no foam cold brew will drive you crazy honey <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be here. What's Television your Television rots your brains. <laughs> now you're Alaska, am I right? Oh God! Uh, you Alaska. know I don't. I don't watch. I don't watch RuPaul's, but my girlfriend likes it. Sometimes yeah. she puts it on. I yeah. was on this. I was on a podcast with that uh, Alaska Edwards. And, oh, yeah. uh, she <laughs> the did, legendary Alaska Edwards. I, I keep making jokes about her back rolls, and she didn't laugh. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't like it. Uh, how are you, Jack, Jacqueline Beach? I'm good. We just saw each other the other night. Yes, uh, as if by time travel, and um, it was your birthday celebration show party. I think I know <laughs> you quite well, and I think your favorite thing to do. In lieu of having a birthday party, you're like, I'm going to have a birthday show. And it's going to be multiple showings. Well, it wasn't supposed to be, but the first show sold out because you were the special guest. I what think it privilege. had very little to do with myself and more to do with the outpouring of, you know, love, love for you as, a, as people, an icon. People can't believe I'm still alive. Well, you turned 60 or, you know, sexty, as as the name of your show dictates. 
How, did yeah. you have a good time? I had a marvelous time because, you know, I say this in the show, I did it first in San Francisco and I made the mistake of doing all new material and a few of the songs didn't go over. So, you know. That was your testing out of town. Yeah, you know, you listen, I say this, the gays want new pop stars, new drag queens, new dick. It's like new, new, new. But sometimes, you know, time, time tested and, you know. I'm just yeah. saying sometimes a classic is better. So I, I, I did, I'm simply depressed all about, you know, Tina Turner dying and it just wasn't the feel good hit of the summer. So it got cut from the show. My point is by the time I did the show at Catalina Jazz Club here in Los Angeles, the show was really, it was just a lot of fun and a lot of great material and people seemed to really respond very well to it. And I'm so glad you could be a part of it. Me too. And, we do always feel that, you know, push and pull of like, we feel like, I mean, I, I can speak for myself. I feel like if I do the same thing every single time, I'm a hack. I mean, you know, I'm a fucking, I'm a cheese ball. But then you do new stuff and the audience is like, oh, 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 you know, and then, yeah. then you give them the classic and then they lose their fucking minds. So it's like you you feel like everybody wants new stuff, but really they want the things that they know. Yes. And, may and maybe some new stuff in there. Well, I always say what I do, and, uh, you know, it's very similar to what you do, but what I do, especially specifically since I do song parodies, is part concert, part stand-up comedy. And when yes. you go to a concert, you want to hear the hits. You know, you don't right. want to hear that crap from the new album that's not working, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, but then when you go to a stand-up comedy show, you want to hear new jokes. Because if you've heard a joke 72 times, it's not funny. It's, you know, familiar and reassuring and, right. you, love your, and you love your friend to hear it. So it's a little bit of a catch-22. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the new material is really good. You know, like Careless Fister. And, uh, oh my gosh, you had a lot of new material. I mean, yeah. it was 80% new material and yeah. really, really funny stuff i love the one of uh sleeping single in a double bed which is is that terry yeah. wynette uh, no that that is uh barbara mandrell and barbara I woman drill yes exactly oh sorry barbara them drill and um <laughs> i changed it to i you know since it was my 60th birthday i talked about uh <laughs> The fact that there are there's only one thing I haven't done, so I changed sleeping single in a double bed to eating pussy on my deathbed. And it's just, it gets worse and worse as it goes along. It's and, really funny. And it also introduced that song to the audience because I didn't know that song. I'm, I'm pretty well versed in classic songs. I yeah. was not familiar with that, but now I'm like, that's a really bomb ass, like good song. And then your parody of it was just hilarious and genius. Oh, and thank you. Let me just say one thing about turning 60. Cause the last please. couple of years, I have really embraced the whole legendary thing. And I'm a legend and I'm an icon, which mm -hmm. is weird. But when you play a character, I think drag queens are like rappers and they're always egotistical and I'm the best. And, you know, any <laughs> drag queen that doesn't say that, you know, fucker. But, um, <laughs> but here's my point. I was kind of like, you know, maybe it does work against me in show business to tell everybody that I'm 60. But then I was like, you know, I used to sit next to Joan Rivers pitching jokes to her. She was 81 years old yeah. and as funny, literally at the top of her game. So yeah. I, I, I tell people I'm 60 because the kids need to know. I may not be doing shablams and splits and death drops, but I'm still fucking funny. Funny and fabulous is forever. Thank yeah. God I don't do high kicks. So I just think it's important for the kids to know that, you know, like, no, I'm not fucking dead. I'm not boring. And, you know, I'm still, yeah. I'm still here. You've still got it. Yeah. So no. And it's like every year that we're alive, we should be, you know, proud of that and grateful for that. Yes. When I do, you know, like a Sunday brunch, 
you know, every once in a while, a woman doesn't want to say how old she is. And I'm like, I think it's so weird that we're like, you know, you take your vitamins, you wear a seatbelt. Most people don't smoke these days. You know, you're doing everything in your power to live one more year. And then your birthday rolls around and you're going to get depressed about it. It's like, I know too many people who went into a box with not a wrinkle on their face, you know, all their teeth, all their Mm. hair, like just way too young. So I want to fucking fall apart. And make people pay to watch it. <laughs> Was that so? How many shows in your sexy show are there? Like, because I was in the the first one in L.A., right? Well, let's see. I did San Francisco. How many, how many did you do in San Francisco? You mean the tour? So it's did... a full ass tour. How many shows total? Well, 12? it's nothing. Nothing compared to Jinx Monsoon. Uh, <laughs> or Jimbo's Clown Show, which is, has like, I looked at that it schedule like and I was 60. like, there's like 60 shows well, and like she has one day off after doing like yeah. fucking 10 in a row. I'm like, girl, but please Alaska, be careful with Alaska, your fucking body. Full disclosure. I've what? heard rumors because of the drag Jimbo, they hire people to just play Jimbo. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> like Saddam Hussein. Or back in the day, you're too young to remember this, Craftwork went on tour once, but it wasn't them. It was just robots. It was literally you showed up at the concert and there were these like animatronics on stage, like you were at fucking Chuck E. Cheese. But, you That's know. Genius. Yeah, but Berlin 19, you know, 83. It's like new wave Chuck E. Cheese. Anyway, um, no, I did. I did San Francisco, San Diego. I'm gonna forget some. How, but how uh, many cities is it? Twelve. That's what I was trying to oh, do okay. before you so rudely interrupted this senior. You need no. I did. You know, Fire Island and Provincetown and New York and three shows in L.A. And I the last one is this Friday. No, this Saturday. Saturday, July 29th at Oscars. In Palm Springs. Oshkosh. Oh, I, I'm playing Oshkosh, mom. <laughs> so was there any show at, at any point where you were like, I fucking hate, I hate this. I don't want to fucking do this show. Are you new? Every single show. <laughs> That's every show, isn't it? No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Jimmy James came in to town from San Antonio. He flew mm-hmm. in to be a special guest at my show mm-hmm. uh, the night after you. It was Ben DeLaCrent. You did the first night of the show Sunday was uh, Sherry Vine and you. And then the second night was Ben DeLaCrem and Jimmy James. But uh, he read a book uh, by the very first uh, book by Joan Rivers, and she was talking about when you do a good show, you're on top of the world and nothing can bring you down. Mm-hmm. And when you do a lousy show, it's the end of the world and you hate everybody and yeah. nothing. You're going to quit show business. You, yeah, it's, oh yes. it's over. And we call it rivering. So he'll yeah. call me and he's like, girl, I just did a show and I'm rivering. And I'm like, good or bad rivering. And he's like, good rivering. It was great. I feel on top of the world. So there was a few, you know, I don't know what's going. Anyway, I did a new venue in New York and um, the turnout wasn't great. So it's hard not to take it personally. You know, your name is on the marquee. But then I think like I used to do, and this wasn't that long ago, you know, I used to do six shows over a weekend, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. And they were sold out standing room only. This was only one show on a Saturday and there was like 40 fucking people there. So I want to take responsibility, but also it's like, you know, maybe it's it wasn't promoted properly or people didn't know or it's a different time of year. Uh, yeah, there's no figuring it out. Blame the promoter. Yeah. Uh, have you That's ever... what I always do. You know, if you mess up a song, you blame the sound person. <laughs> this is why we do a sound check. Uh, hello. Have you um, heard of Not a Soul Can Clock? Not a Soul Can Clock. <laughs> Are you aware of what this is? I'm not. Am I going to embarrass myself by not knowing? Do you watch Drag Race? <laughs> I do. I do. Because Monica Beverly Hills did that that final talent show number, oh. and she sang a song called "Not a Soul Can Clock," and it has become a viral sensation. Okay, well, let me just say one thing. I watched the entire uh, um, season. 
except yeah. that um, episode, which was the second from last, right? It was right yes. before the finale. Yeah, because I got home and I was tired from the tour, and I was like, I need to watch the uh, finale, but yeah, you know, I didn't watch that one yet. Well, the viral sensation that you missed, and I recommend you looking into it because it's quite good, is called Not a Sulkin Clock. MBH mm-hmm. is back. Monica Beverly Hills. She has a brand new music video uh, to support this song that we all love. So let's take a break. This is our rainbow spotlight this week. So let's take a break and take a listen to that. And we'll be right back. MBH is back with some pep in a stack. Ready to prove why all these bitches have wax. Some the body, yeah, you wreck me, she hottest. Stop the runway, my zeppings and oddies. Serving up pussy, not a soaking clock. 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 Now slay and slay and serve and serve and slay and slay and slay. Do you like that, Daddy? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right, and I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses, so get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. This episode is brought to you by who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep! The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if, uh, lots. Of, I love a Helix party, uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. So that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code HelixPartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it's not gonna last long. It's so good, I'm gonna say it again. That's helixsleep.com slash drag and use code HelixPartner20. With Helix, better sleep starts now. That's a really great phrase. Not a soaking clock. And then people have changed it to not a soaking clock. So they like post a picture of like water on a clock and they're like, not a soaking clock. Well, expensive watches can be water resistant, but most clocks are not. I'm water resistant. I hate drinking it. I'm very resistant to it. Not wine resistant. (laughs) 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 We are back. Now, did you see, speaking of viral sensation, have you heard of this thing called Barbie? I guess it's a doll of some kind. 
Never heard of it. No. Yes, it's fucking everywhere. Have you seen the movie? I have not seen it yet, but I'm excited to see it. I think it looks fun. Uh, it is really fun. Um, and Barbie had a massive opening weekend, raking in $162 million and instantly becoming one of the 10 highest grossing films of the year so far, easily taking the title of biggest opening weekend of 2023. Oh I'm sorry, God. Jackie, you no longer have the biggest opening. <laughs> oh, but, but I'm still the biggest gross. <laughs> And what about Oppenheimer? The complete oh, opposite about blowing up the entire fucking world. Well, it beat expectations with $82.4 million, uh, slightly higher than the projection, which was $80.5 million. At the international box office, the biopic about the father of the atomic bomb added $98 million for a global tally of $180 million. So, uh, I, are we... is is the I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I've seen Barbie. Is Oppenheimer glorifying someone who invented the nuclear bomb? I'm sure it's not. This is Christopher Nolan. He's brilliant. And I'm sure it's all about the internal struggle. You know, you go to do something good and, you know, you're a, a man of science and you're trying to, you know, do good for mankind and you end up doing the complete opposite you know you yeah. invent something that can destroy the entire world so i'm sure it's all sort about of, the personal i don't think sort it's of like the character the character jackie b you invented something that could destroy the entire world do you have you, a struggle about that do you consider <laughs> do you think that i invented you is that what you're saying <laughs> 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 you invented drag um as we know it you know i have to just say if you do these numbers this was the same weekend 162 million dollars for barbie 82 million for oppenheimer like everybody went to a movie i wonder a yeah. lot of people probably saw both but uh i'm sorry did you see this thing and i, I hate to go off track did you see this thing that's what we do i mean this <laughs> this podcast should be called let's go off track ah that's yeah <laughs> I, that's why I, that's why I wear long sleeves to hide the tracks. Oh um, my god! That was. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'd be thinner. Anyway, no. Here's my. Oh, I can't remember my point now. Oh, oh yeah. No, I saw this thing that said that if all the heads of Netflix and Hulu and you know HBO Max and all the you know studios, if all these heads of the, if they gave. If they each took a 2% cut, 2%, they make hundreds of millions of dollars a year. This entire strike would be over. Everything would be just hunky-dory. Sure. Yeah. That's horrible. Like, I just don't understand this world anymore. Like, how much money do people need? It's It really is an illness. Yeah, the greed is, it's it's a sickness. Yeah, it's crazy. I, don't even, I honestly it's... don't even think it's about like I want at a certain point. It really is like you don't get this because I saw yes. this funny meme. It's funny for two seconds and then it hits you like a ton of bricks. If scientists found a squirrel who was hoarding, you know, millions of nuts more than they could ever eat in their lifetime and other, you know, while watching other squirrels die. They would study that squirrel's brain because that is sick. But when yeah. people do it, we put them on the cover of Forbes magazine. Right. It's greed out of control. I'm sorry. We, you wanted to talk about how fun Barbie is and I brought the party down. <laughs> I'm 60. No, it's true. Uh, it's totally true. And it's it's weird. And yes, the strike is happening, but we're seeing, you know, huge weekends for a couple of movies so it, it asks the question, are the movies back? I mean, did the movies go away? Nicole Kidman was out there, you know, asking people, come to this place where magic happens. Giant, yeah. dazzling images on a giant silver screen. Uh, are the movies back? Is this a thing? I dressed in pink with uh, my mom and my sister and my niece. 
and Corey's girl, we uh, Corey's girlfriend, Brittany, we had a huge, uh, you know, we had a moment. We yeah. all dressed in pink and we had a great time. It was wonderful. Well, you answered your own question. People want a moment. And yes, really think about it. Barbie, it, it has something for everyone because you can tell that it's sort of a slightly snarky, sardonic take on it, but it's also that candy-coated pink, you know. It just looks yeah. like it it just looks like uh everybody would enjoy it unless you are convinced that demons are escaping from the screen and accosting your children, which is a another reason to go. I love that the the right wing the the right wing backlash is so fucking hilarious. Can you imagine if things really worked the way they thought they worked? Like, you know, I don't know about yeah. you, but that's the reason I became a drag queen to hang out at gay bars at 2 a.m. and get all them kids. Like, yeah. come on, grow a brain. Yeah. The movie's really good, though. It's it's very, it's very feminist and it's yeah, very, well, like, radical in its message and uh, brilliant and really fucking funny. Um, Twitter has been rebranded as X. I didn't even know this. Did you know this? I saw one post that said Elon Musk just turned um, Twitter into Grinder, So <laughs> I knew that something was going on. God, he's so... Can you, you know, find I, strange men on there? Can I just say one thing? I don't like to attack someone's, you know, personal appearance. I would you never... Don't? I would never go so... Stoop so low... Do you know how well, much they go low? <laughs> I go lower. <laughs> no, do you know how do you know how much fucking money Elon Musk has? And that's the best he can look. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> so Twitter got rebranded as X. It's trying to be uh cutting edge and mysterious. Did you watch Succession? I did not. A lot of people told me I would enjoy it. Well, Elon Musk is giving Kendall Roy um, energy right now. He's sort of like flailing. He's like flailing. He's like, he wants to be really cool and he wants to be like the coolest person But and everyone around him will never tell him the truth or tell him you're being crazy because he's the guy with the the money who's in charge. Right. So that's exactly what's happening with this thing. Like, I didn't even know this happened. So, so he's, sur he's surrounded by yes men and sycophants. How could you not be at well, that let, let me tell you a little story. Back in the day, many, many, many years ago, maybe like 20-something years ago, Christopher Ciccone hired me and uh, Kiki and Herb, which is Justin Vivian Bond and Kenny mm -hmm. Melman. That was their, their little duo. Mm -hmm. He flew us out uh, from New York, where we lived at the time, to perform at Madonna's private birthday party. It was this big thing. And uh, I've told this story a lot. <laughs> I've told this story a lot, but I was singing, uh, you know, the, the venue kind of cried out for a torch song. And I was like, it's Madonna. I want to show the bitch that I can sing. And, you know, so I was singing this torch song. And when the song was over, she's like, sing a happy. Oh, I started a second song and she started heckling me like sing a happy song. Heckled and I stopped, I stopped singing and I said, bitch, I don't care who you are. Don't fucking talk when I'm singing. Ooh. And the look on her face was like, I love you. I'm not kidding you. Because, and then I figured out, this is why she was friends with Sandra Bernhardt at the time. This is why she married men like Sean Penn and Guy Ritchie. They didn't put up with her fucking shit. And everyone yeah. else around her is kissing her ass. Yeah. So that's what these people, you know, you know, Elon Musk is, you know, getting shit on by somebody literally like paying some dominatrix oh, like because he because he has so much money my friend selene luna who's on mayans and she's a little person yeah she she was always like snm is a, is a white man's game nobody else is gonna pay to be treated poorly you know mm. you are you know privileged and elitist when you're paying for somebody to abuse you. So that's what I feel like with Elon Musk. It's like, no one's going to tell him you're uncool. Like you were saying, no one's going to tell him the truth. Yeah. 
And ultimately, if somebody did, he would either, you know, it's like when I yelled at Madonna, you're, he's either going to really respect that or fire them. Right. Well, we'll be keeping an eye on X. And I'm not talking about the Kylie Minogue album. I'm talking about the new Twitter. Why don't we go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back. We are back, and today, uh, as of recording this, which was a couple of days ago, uh, the news just broke that Sinead O'Connor has died at age 56. What an icon. I remember the shitstorm over her ripping the picture of the Pope in half during a performance on television. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. And back then, there were three networks. ABC. Everyone was watching. CBS, NBC, and yeah, everybody watched Saturday Night Live. And it caused such a problem. And she was completely ostracized. And, you know, she went out and did a concert, like some some benefit for something. And like the entire uh, audience booed. Hmm. And... Um, and now we know that everything she said was true. And, you know, it's it's just crazy. Uh, it, it doesn't pay to tell the truth sometimes. And, well, um, I think, I mean, in the long run, it does. I mean, wh- yeah. was that about sexual abuse in the church? Was that what that was about? Because I yes. don't even know what it was about. If it was like a political thing or like, a, you know, it was no. about the sexual abuse within the church. Yes. Work. Yeah. Well, girl. Uh-huh. So guess who was telling the truth? And I mean, listen, I don't know how this works, but I was just telling my friend Muffy today I feel like I'm very talented, but I am so happy that I am not that once-in-a-lifetime mega-talented, you know what I mean? That yeah. that ultra-rare unicorn we're talking. I mean, Amy honestly, Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, Sinead yeah. O'Connor, these people that are so singular and so amazing. Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, like... Kurt Cobain, they just cannot survive this world. That's what I'm convinced of. And they just, uh, it it is so sad to me that, I mean, she is unbelievable. Like her, her singing and her writing and, uh, it's so depressing, but you know, her son died. And when her son died, her, her son was her whole world. And, Everybody yeah. kind of knew that it was over once her son died. Yeah. So I don't think they've released how she died, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear she had a hand in it. Yeah. Well, this is a fun show, huh? Well, we <laughs> recognize her and we salute and honor her as an icon uh, who definitely has changed the world. And can we just say, if you're a young person out there, there's a reason these people are iconic. And I know music has changed and maybe it's not your style of music. But if you listen to, uh, you know, Sinead O'Connor, I think you will be pleasantly surprised. And I mean, her passion and her anger and her just uh, just the power in her voice. Just give it a listen young people please and i think you could play nothing compares to you uh on the radio right now and you know i think it would i think it would fit right in i think it's timeless i think it's eternal i think it's yeah really but she's one of those women she's one of those women like uh kate bush Mm -hmm. like it there's there's an element of danger in some of the songs like this is a like screaming banshee like this is not you know they had like, you know, arguments about the album cover. There was, an, you know, one where she's screaming and they're like, nobody's going to buy that. Nobody wants to see a woman do that. It's bad enough she shaved her head, <laughs> you know, and that's literally the world we live in. So anyway, give it a listen. 
It's scary and beautiful and just like real life, all of the above. Well, this next segment is, uh, it's called Let's Get Political, but I want to know if you want to sing this with me. We do um, Let's Get Political, but it's to the tune of Let's Get Physical. Okay. So, and it's Let's Get phys- or Let's Get Political, Political, I want to get political. Let me see your poli sigh. Do you want to sing it with me? Sure. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Let's, Let's get, get political. 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 I want to get, get political. political. Let, Let me see your poli Wow. You know, I don't have the, you're you're giving Willem a run for her money on this I day. Don't, I, well, I don't have the words in front of me, and you know how I am. Well, <laughs> where's the music stand? Where's the binder? I was really proud of my parody of of Magic Man that ended with "I got a music stand." It was so good. I was like, I was maybe really I'll steal that. You are welcome to, you know, any of the hits that were in my medley. Yeah, there, I might there have were hundreds. To- there was quite Thousands. a few. Well, I just felt that way, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Let's Get Political. Yeah, We have something on the outline, but, you know, the political climate is constantly changing. Uh, did you see the meme of Mitch McConnell? I did see it. And, you know, I was in a car and with uh, Jimmy James and my friend Muffy today. We had lunch because Jimmy's still in town. Mm-hmm. And somebody sent it to us, you know, in a in a text message and I, I watched it and, you know, Muffy was like, oh, fuck that guy, you know, and I, I and I agree. But I was thinking. Like. It's so ugly that we live in a world that he is so ugly and he is so evil that we are delighting in his, you know, demise. I don't like that part of me. And listen, I'm not some namaste mamby pamby but it just upsets me that like you know some people are just evil and if he dropped dead right now i would not be upset at all if trump dropped dead i would literally dance in the street but do you know what i'm saying the fact that we are finding pleasure in watching someone kind of have a stroke right in front of us even if he you know even though he's a horrible person I hate that's the world that we live in, that we're so divided. Yeah. I am sucking all the funny and all the fun out of this show today. No, you're not. This is what we're here to do. Okay. No, it is. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm chuckling talking about it, not because, you know, I want him to die necessarily. I think he's a really shitty uh, person politically and has done some really like, just world-changing bad shit yes. uh, for humanity. Um, I'm chuckling because it's it's like how why is why is politics just sort of ruled by like literal? I mean, it's literally the age is the <laughs> age of standing there and completely forgetting what you're talking about. That's who's running our country, including the president. Yes. Like, and I'm not Lady Bunny, so, you know, I understand <laughs> that there's only two parties and pick a side. But it really is, like, we're, this country is being run by Mr. Burns. From yes. Simpsons, you know, it's like... And that's what's really alarming. It's like, wh- so do you think that there should be term limits or age limits or, you know, sort of... We're beyond the point of like suggested, like you you should retire after two terms. No, there's no should. There need to there needs to be laws on the books now that say, no, you have to be done after this many terms to turn it over to well, get some new blood in there. Alaska, I you're gonna be shocked when I say this. It's what? all about money. They don't want to oh. leave because they're making a shitload of money and not just the money that they make, but, you know, especially someone like Mitch McConnell, God knows how much money he makes every year from the NRA and Big right. Pharma and all of this crap. So there are these larger again, interests much- which are actually running the show, which are actually all of the politicians who are in there are deeply in their pockets for years. Yes. And so that's why they want to stay in there and keep them in there. Yeah, there was a yeah. 
There was a stand-up comedian who once said uh, that these politicians and Congress people and Senate, you know, they should have to wear those jumpsuits with uh, logos all over them. You know, who's sponsoring yeah. you? Like, oh, okay. I love yeah. that idea. The NRA, Big Pharma, this per- you know, oil. Yeah. But I no, love that idea. It's, it's cute, but it'll never happen. Well, also in a political landscape, uh, not horizontal landscape, more than 100 trans men have entered the Miss Italy pageant in protest of the women from birth rule. Do you want to hear about this? Yes, I do. So uh, trans activist Federico Barbarossa launched the campaign with the intention of triggering a quote-unquote reflection on the absurdity that competitors must be assigned female at birth. We hope that the gesture will arouse the media clamor needed to put these issues back at the center and that many other women at birth register en masse for the competition, he told Italian magazine La Repubblica. They would reject me because I'm a boy and I look like a boy, he continued. Well, if a trans girl registered, she's rejected because she is not considered a woman. What is the point then? I think this is brilliant, bitch. Well, the first thing I think of is how antiquated beauty pageants are and like, you know, do we really need this shit? But um, do you think yeah, Drag Queen of the Year pageant competition award contest competition is antiquated? No, because you're inclusive. And it's drag. I mean, drag is like a drag is an art form. Yeah, you're inclusive. And yeah, somebody doesn't have to have a, you know, 22 inch waist. But no, I think. uh, I don't know. The, The first thing that came to mind is, you know. Why can a man appear shirtless and a woman can't? If you saw me, no, if I took a picture of my tits right now, my 60 year old moobs and posted it on, you know, Instagram, I might be shut down because, and and some woman or maybe a non-binary person who was, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying like, if you had an A cup or you were completely flat, it's just so subjective. Like, who it's misogynistic it's it's completely misogynistic so like it's just all semantics and 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 like red tape and just like god just let go of what a man is and a woman who gives a shit yeah let it all go oh (laughs) there you go see yeah and ultimately it's like men defining i mean i think of it like the, the handmaid's tale it's like the men are defining what is you know, what is acceptable? What is right. acceptable as, well, those tits are okay. These tits are not okay. Uh, right. You know, the, the, yes, this type of woman is okay. And this type of woman is not. And it's like from this one arbitrary perspective, that's really, you know, it is antiquated. And it well, is, peop- you know, harmful. Peop- people cannot handle gray areas. You know, yeah. it's like, if you're allowed to show a man's chest and let's say somebody has implants or they're on hormones then these people who are just you know frantically and desperately hanging on to the binary yeah uh okay well guess what these tits come with a penis so that means this is a male chest in your definition so legally this should be allowed they don't like that when you're messing with, you know, that kind of stuff or playing yeah. with a gray area or finding a, a, a sneaky way in. So, yeah. yeah. Which is why I love that a hundred trans men <laughs> entered the Miss Italy pageant and said, yeah. oh, so you have to be women from birth, you say? Yeah. Well, a bunch of dudes are going to show up and then yeah. we're going to see what kind of show it turns well, into. That's what Buck Angel, when he says, do you really want me to use the ladies' room? Buck Angel <laughs> Have you seen is a, me? <laughs> yeah, a trans man who is this 
hairy, grizzled, muscular, like leathery, like just such a fucking man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Technically, you need to go into the ladies' room. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. These people are ridiculous. Why don't we go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back. I know I need one. We are back, uh, (laughs) believe it or not. And this is the moment where we go spelunking, unking, 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 deep inside the DMs. Now, Jackie, do you have the outline in front of you? I do. Would you be interested in reading one of the letters from our mailbag? Yes. From Teddy. Hey, dolls and Dipper. Long We're time- both wearing teddies right now as well. Totally, totally. Teddies, bitch. Long time listener and a few time writer here. And a few time writer. Okay. <laughs> that, oh, the irony. Okay. <laughs> After seeing so many tweets about All Winners Season 2 and the speculated cast, <laughs> I asked AI to write an Alaska verse as if she was on... Uh, AW2, all winners too. I thought you all may appreciate it. No nudes. Oh, what is this? Is this a song? I have no idea what's going on. No nudes here, but Alaska has seen my tattooed bum many times. LOL. Yes. Love the pod. Thanks for keeping me entertained. Scuttlebutt. Okay. The- Scuttlebutt. Love Teddy. The- I know Teddy. Teddy is. Uh is amazing and comes to shows uh, lives in the UK, but sometimes will pop up at shows in New York and literally has my signature tattooed on his bum from one of the earliest shows I ever did in the UK. Love Teddy. So great to hear from you. So this is an AI verse. Uh, You know, I only support robot artists. I don't support humans. I included this Um, because you are both prolific lyricists and I wanted to get your opinion on these robot lyrics. So I would like to see how AI does at this. So let's put them to the test. On a similar note, when I was reading that letter... It seemed slightly askew in a way I could not put my finger on. But then when you said he's from the UK, people do phrase things differently. So it made sense. So, you know, maybe being British is similar to being AI. And maybe the AI is also (laughs) British. So All right. Let me do a little of this and see Mm -hmm. how it goes. I stepped into the workroom, ready to claim my place. Alaska Thunderfuck, back in the all-stars race. From season five's journey to this epic return, I strutted that runway, fierce and unconcerned. Okay, see, already I'm seeing holes in the... Yeah, first of all, there's... Unconcerned? Unconcerned. You're always concerned. You're concerned, I'm concerned right? about no. this podcast. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> if you can see her face, like everything I say is a knitted brow. No, let me just say the first thing I thought of was the the meter is off. Like, a yeah, human, it's there's, far too long. There's like not a there's too many syllables here, not enough here. Like this is yeah, robots are obviously these are white robots. They have no. <laughs> No sense of rhythm. Anyway, okay, go ahead. With charisma and style, I made my presence known. A fierce competitor on the throne I would own. The Alaska Thunder, unapologetically me. Ready to snatch that crown. Oh, can't you see? Okay, first of all, I would never write any of this fucking trash, garbage, mama, baby, robot, fucking self-destruct robot uh, based on that. That is so horrible. Do you know what this is? Do you know what this is like? This is like when a dog thinks it can talk and goes, (laughs) it is. But you want to know the fucked up thing about AI though, is we do these things now as jokes. Okay. And we're like, Oh, look at how clunky and stupid it is. However, the thing is, I read an article about this. Every time we use it, it learns what it has done wrong and becomes better. So 
just by oh. doing this, we are teaching the robot to be smarter than us. And one That'll- day within our lifetime, you will be able to get a better rap that will be better than anything that I could create, I think. So let me get this straight. It learns from its mistakes and gets better, so it's the complete <laughs> opposite of me. I thought you were going to say of me, but yes. No, I would never. I served high fashion with the touch of my flair, unleashed my humor, left them gasping for air. With every challenge, I conquered them all. A legendary queen, I stood tall. There's this no Alaska. Like... This is some, this is generic drag. Drag racism. Crap. Yeah. Generic, generic drag, drag crap. GDC. Oh, that's my new t-shirt. Let's let's not even finish this because it's so bad. I want to read the next letter, even though it's long and I read slow. Uh, I usually make Willem uh, uh, read the long ones. This comes from Joey. Dear Alaska and Jackie, I'm writing because of recently a certain wait, international... Wait, wait, This person knew I was going to be co-hosting? They're AI. <laughs> Just kidding. Go They're ahead. a robot. They knew. Go ahead. I'm writing because recently a certain international drag race queen who shall go unnamed, but rumor has it they're on an upcoming All-Stars, wants me to be her assistant. It all started out because I followed her thinking she was hot. To my surprise, she followed back and was quickly in my DMs. I was flattered, of course. We uh, There are alarm bells going off in my head just reading this. This yes. is like red flag, red flag. Okay. To my surprise, she followed back and was in my DMs. I was flattered, of course. We exchanged a few nudes. And next thing you know, she's asking me to come visit her. Flights and expenses paid for. There are so many red alerts going on. Scary Pie is on All Stars. Oh my God, stop. One thing leads to another, and she asked me to be her assistant, in particular for the week that I'm there visiting her, as she has a lot of very important gigs. Then she asks me to be a backup dancer for her, too. I have no experience in either. She offered me a small fee, but with a few added benefits in the bedroom and flights and expenses paid for, I don't mind. However, my two questions are, one, what makes a good assistant to a drag queen? Any tips? Two, should I go do this job abroad? Abroad? Oh my God. Without having ever met the queen in real life before and with there being a sexual dynamic between us, is this entirely ethical? Attached is my drick for good measure and to help illustrate what maybe landed me the job. Oh, thanks so much. Love you all, Joey. All right, Joey, just because you're 22 and hung doesn't mean... That's that's a line from the bird gate. <laughs> Look at that thing. Um, um It's uh, wearing a turtleneck. The dick, not the person. Yes. Um uh, I'm happy to see he is not completely shaved because I I you hate that. I hate that. Yeah, you hate that. Um listen. If you're gonna exchange photos like this, then you can't start feigning you know, like, oh, am I only being hired because I have an anteater hanging between my legs? Um, <laughs> no, you guys, he's, he's cute. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Is this your type, Jackie? I wonder, not really, because, no, I don't want to, no, it's not swarthy enough. I mean, it's, it, you know, I wouldn't, yeah, okay. Um <laughs> Are you the queen that he's talking about? No, 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 no. Here's where my red alarm bells are going off. My red alarm bells. You gotta ring them bells. Alarms are going off. You can't, girl. Okay, first of all, first of all, whore. If you're gonna hire an assistant, they should know what they're doing. So you have no experience as an assistant. You also have no no experience as a dancer. So the, I, I feel a little off about this exchange because it seems like, oh, I'm offering you like the, the chance to like have a, you know, have this job in exchange. You'll come across the world internationally 
and have sex with me. That well, makes it weird. If it was just like, you're hot, I'll fly you yeah, out. Let's have the, an affair. It's a Go classic, for it. It's a classic imbalance of power. Yes. I'm, yeah, so I don't like it. And to ask him to be a backup dancer, I mean, he may have two left feet and also he- Or three. Has, he has three legs, so- <laughs> Ah, two out of three ain't bad. Uh, yeah, I Meatloaf said it all. I wouldn't do it. No, don't do it. I mean, just say, I don't want to work for you, babe. But if yeah. you want to fly me out, we can have a really great time. And like, you know, maybe when you're not working. But can like, I, this I'm is a- such an early Rue Girl thing. Yeah. That I... and. Well, it's like new fame is like new money. Like you get trashy and you get messy. I'm looking at these pictures again and I just, you know, I just have to say this out loud. It really upsets me when the vein running down a guy's dick is bigger than my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm trying to get funny, making up for the, all the Mitch McConnell and, uh, dead pop divas. Um, can I read this one? I like that this is like a one act play because it says from glitterous door squeak. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Feeling very play. diamond. I go by glitterous. Attached are recent photos of times I've thrown my money at diamond experiences and I'm so very happy. MOM mom has more <laughs> accounts for me to deposit into. Uh-huh. Uh that's mogul. What is it? Moguls of media? Yeah. Okay. See, I know what I'm talking about. Also yeah. attached is a $100 meet and greet photo I took with fracking RuPaul. $100 oh, for that Emmy award-winning tea girl. For me, this diamond moguls of media experience and access has superseded misspelled standing in front of a table to take a picture. XX XO Glitterous. Shout out to Glitterous. Okay, this person may need help. Um, I'm kidding. They're wonderful. Um, oh, I'm God. thinking of Glitterous from LA, who's a drag queen who oh, I don't know. worked with me at DragCon this past year. But yes, there are a couple of meet and greet photos side by side. There's one of me and uh, this, this young person at the Red for Filth tour. Uh, taking a picture side by side. And then there's a picture, uh, presumably from DragCon, where there's a table between them and RuPaul's sit- seated at the table. And they are in front of the table, leaning back onto the table to get a picture. Do you think Listen, this is the last time Ru did a meet and greet? Girl, probably. And $100 to meet RuPaul is actually low. I mean, by today's standards, I think if she were to do that, it would cost way more. So this must have been years ago. I'm confused. All I see is a picture of this guy with Urkel. <laughs> oh my God. Did I do that? <laughs> you want to be in drag, Jackie? No. I mean, God forbid that the world's most successful famous drag queen should ever do drag. Trust me, I know how annoying it is. I yeah, did th- you get into drag today? Oh, we need to talk about that. We oh, didn't even talk about that. We didn't talk about it. We can end the episode on that story. Well, okay. This is the thing about meet and greets. And I, so much uh, meet and greets are such a double-edged sword because like when I do them, I actually do enjoy like talking to people. I like having a moment with people. However, it's also not a real moment because you have a line of people waiting. Right. So it has to be kind of... It has to be truncated, It, but I like to have a, an actual real moment with people. And I actually enjoy that. I can be in a real fucked up mood. I can be like, oh my God, I don't know. I'm like tired. I'm exhausted. And then once I start talking to people, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is great. This is nice. And it sort of snaps me back into reality, meeting people. Right. However, when you go and meet someone who's, fucking, I don't know, way more famous than fucking I am. If you go and meet Avril Lavigne or Rihanna or Britney Spears or Katy Perry, 
it's going to be even more sort of regimented. It's going to cost a lot more. And it's probably also going to be very feel very strange. So it's really not a meet and greet. It's like a photo opportunity. Yes. And that's what you had with RuPaul. You got to take a picture with RuPaul. I, you know, I don't know what kind of interaction you had. But that's what it is. So I'm so grateful to you, Jackie, uh, for filling in for Willem. Willem is on reassignment in the Middle East, uh, doing very special work. We can't top secret projects. They can't talk about it. Special ops. Yes. Special ops. Um, uh, I'm very grateful. Uh, Big Dipper has sent you the correspondence. Okay, we're going to be doing 8.30. Uh, we're doing a podcast. Yes. Well, I woke and, up this um, morning and there was a text saying, is there mm-hmm. any way that you can fill in for Willem? And I mm-hmm. said, let me have a cup of coffee and I will see if I can make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then, you know, a little later in the day, I said, yeah, I can do it. So then you sent all the information and it said 8.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. But I turned 60 two days ago. And obviously I am like in an instant senile. Are you I, on the East Coast? No, I am in L.A. And for some reason, I thought it was at 5.30 p.m. I was out with friends, as I mentioned earlier, with Jimmy James and Muffy. I rushed home. I did drag, even though I did wear sunglasses. We do occasionally. That's my thing. I have a new song about that, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's a picture. So there, you can tell I didn't even shave. I just put bass over the five o'clock shadows. Because oh, it was going to be on Zoom. Well, because I was taking Willem's place. Anyway, <laughs> so it turns out that I was three hours la- uh, early, really? three hours early, <laughs> and it's audio only. So I no am, video element. I am dumb. Well, I just admire your dedication and uh, thank you for staying in drag for well, those do you three know hours. Why, you look great. Do you uh, know why I did it? Because you, you performed at my birthday show. Thank and you. I know you literally flew in at 3 p.m. and the show was at 7.30 and you had to wake up. I know that Sherry and you ran into each other at 5 a.m. in the Delta Lounge. So yeah. you're just such a sweetheart. So thank you. Well, um, you're such a sweetheart for doing this. Venmo me ten thousand dollars. Doing doing this <laughs> unpaid internship. We really what? appreciate you. Uh we wanna thank you so much for listening to Hot Gods. Thank you. A huge thank you again to our very special co-host, uh, Ms. Jackie Beat. Follow her at, at Jackie Beat. Please follow me. I need more followers. And on the off chance you're listening to this and it hasn't been July 29th yet and you're near Palm Springs doing my birthday show at Oscars on Saturday, July 29th. That's tomorrow. Amazing. Oscars. And a very special (laughs) announcement for all of our Mom Plus Gold members out there tonight. We are hosting a live stream featuring Heidi and Closet and Jada Essence Hall. And they're talking all about season two of Hall and Closet and everything else they've got going on. So this is happening happening exclusively on the Patreon page for Mom Plus Gold and Diamond members only. That's 6 p.m. Western, 9 p.m. Eastern today, Friday, July 28th. So uh, I can't wait for that. I love the Hall and Closet girls. Yeah, why why wouldn't they just call it Hall Closet? <laughs> Weird. Well, Hall you know, Closet is a thing. Hall and Closet isn't. Anyway, it's okay. I've just written for Joan Rivers, you know, Sandra Bernhardt, Margaret Cho. Go ahead. Go on with your There's a lot of announcements here. Dear toes her from all those name drops. <gasps> <laughs> Uh, we want to also give a shout out to all of our Mom Plus Gold subscribers. We know you're listening ad free behind the good pussy paywall. And we're happy to have you join us on our new Mom Plus Gold offering. And a very special hello to Kelly R. And D. 
dead kamikaze. We know you're listening. So sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcasts.plus. You'll get exclusive access to the all-new Hall and Closet, not Hall Closet, Hall and Closet Season 2, <laughs> and so much more. Follow us on Instagram at the only Alaska 5000 at RaceChaserPod, at MomPodcasts. We want you to stay safe out there, everyone. And we're going to be back next week with another steaming, piping, scalding serving of, say it with me, Jackie, hot, hot goth. That's hot goth. We have a, an alternate podcast called Hot Goth. And it's, oh, yeah. It's just it's depressing. Very yeah. Just... M. Oh. M. Mom. To listen to Race Chaser ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Race Chaser is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfog, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfog 5000.